This horror podcast, fresh from the grave, dug up by a frightfully friendly ghouls. They are the ghostest with the mostest that live, or shall I say, die for all things horror. Listeners, beware, for you're in for a scare. Let's horror movies and chill. <laughs> Hello, boils and ghouls. Want to know what's keeping Krista creepy? <laughs> well, she's just visiting our fellow fiends. We are at Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery in Salem, Massachusetts. Stay tuned for Behind the Screams interview. <laughs> scare each other on tour. Aww. <laughs> we, we like to discourage such things. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> yeah. there's other people that are like, is this anything, does anything jump out? And we're always like, no, and then some jackass does that. And, and then, uh, and yeah. Like, oh, That's good. Like, okay, awesome. <laughs> we're made to be liars. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're like, that wasn't part of it. <laughs> it was, it's not us. Yeah, that's not, not us. us. All right. Hi, James. How are you today? I'm wonderful, Krista. How are you? Good. Um, so thank you for sitting here with me today. My pleasure. Um, I'm excited to be here. Um, so um, I want to know a little bit more about you. So tell us a bit about your backstory on your gallery. When was it born? And why did you choose Count Orlock over, let's say, Count Dracula? Good questions. So um, this goes back quite a ways. And I was recently musing that uh, it's almost 30 years now that I've been exhibiting this collection, but it'll be 13 years next year that we'll have uh, had this this uh, this museum here in Salem. The backstory is this, and I'll try and make it brief. Um, when I was a kid, I was fascinated by all things spooky. Me too. And my parents, it's, my parents were very supportive of that. I mean, they were like, mm, that's different, but but that's fine. You know, I wasn't harming anyone or anything. Yeah. yeah. It's great when they're supportive too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's integral to everything. If you don't have supportive parents, um, then I, I can only imagine what would happen to me if I didn't have supportive parents, but they were. So, um, I was fascinated by all these things and, uh, eventually in the late eighties, I found myself attending a uh, local haunted house in my hometown of Jamestown, Rhode Island. And uh, this was unlike anything I'd ever seen. I had uh, this tremendous display. I want it to go off the you, rails yeah. here. Um, sure it's picking up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, thing was, the thing was amazing. And I was so impressed, even as like an 11- or 12-year-old kid. And this was before Spirit Halloween existed, etc. And I was uh, so fascinated that I asked my parents if I could call this person off... Um, off season and they said yes because it's a very small town and uh, so I called him and uh, he was kind enough to invite me over and this uh, haunted house had been uh, all taken down and uh, put in storage and heads were on shelves and he showed me all of this and that's when my imagination lit up like yeah. like some sort of crazy strobe light so um, it was that day really that I remember pretty vividly being uh, the start of what this could have been. Yeah. But even before that, my brother, who's about six years older than me, was always into uh, spooky things. 
around Halloween. Yeah, so yeah. he did spooky right, and so I kind of followed in his example. Um, so he would get a mask, and I would just savor that forever. Yeah, and yeah. Dress up as Quasimodo or Dracula to church, you know. And, yeah. And it seemed <laughs> no like big deal. no big deal. On the regular. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it seemed like a, a normal thing to do. So eventually, uh, that ended up being in um, something where, after I visited him. Uh, he, he gave me catalogs and various different numbers to call at the time for more information and to, he taught me how to be discerning about monster collecting. And uh, I had a very small collection at that point, but it just grew and grew and grew yeah. after that day. And I was using every bit of my paltry allowance to buy monsters and monster heads yes. and so on and so forth. Eventually, we did a haunted house um, in the uh, around 1990. That was okay. my first one. Oh, exciting! I know. And uh, at that point, that was the that was the that was the beginning. Um, my haunted house days uh, went on for a long time, and eventually, in 2005, um, a, a friend of mine said, "You know, the newest reincarnation of Spooky World is going to be in Boston." Thank you, Cliff. We'll see you again very soon. Uh, yeah, very soon. All right. We'll do. <laughs> and uh, and he says, would you like to put together a museum for that? And I yeah. said, sure. Yeah. So in 05, I did that. In 06, and then in 07, but that was the same year, um, a friend of mine said, you know, I'm, I've got something in Salem. If I can do it, you can do it. So long story short, um, I found a location down on Derby Street, and we were there for 10 years yeah. at Nightmare Gallery. Was and that the other location? Yes. Yeah, I went to yeah. that one a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when we uh, and Nightmare Gallery ended up being its name because we were uh, thank you for coming. Um, we were uh, we were always Nightmare Gallery when it was a haunted house in yeah. my hometown. Okay. And when we moved to town, there was a place called Nightmare Factory. It was a haunted house in the mall. Okay. And I wanted to differentiate from that. And so I said, well, it has to be somebody's Nightmare Gallery. Yeah. And Count Orlock, Nosferatu, is in the public domain. Yeah. And I said, let's make it Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be Count Dracula, because actually Dracula's Castle was also another place at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't in Salem at the time it had closed, but it was another place, and I didn't want people to think that we were the same thing. So, yeah, and confuse it. Right. So Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery is what it ended up being. And we've been here now, uh, this is our 12th season, kind of 13 years, but we're officially celebrating our 13th year uh, anniversary next year. Oh, exciting. Yes, Oh my very God, I much. love it. I know yeah. when I visited a couple of years ago, back in your other location, I was just like so in love with it all. I'm like, I want to go through again. I know. I know. <laughs> we love so it great. here. It's so great. It's like, Thank um, you. You know, I have friends who have, like, their masks and their memorabilia and, like, their living rooms. I have some pieces, too, but I'm still working on it. But it's just, like, I just want to live in it. Like, yes. I just want to wake up and see this and go to bed, and it's right there. It's so, like, comforting. Well, this was, you know, what we have tried to do is make a completely fully realized version of of a, uh, a collection like this, you know? Alrighty, so here's my favorite question to ask my fellow fiends. What is your horror history? Which you kind of already said in the first one. Um, your horror origin story, which you also kind of already told us about, so maybe we can go into this. What's your most nostalgic horror film that you hold close to your heart? So maybe like, do you have a favorite and then one that's like, maybe not the best film, but it's like, so nostalgic for you? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, that's, that's what it all is. I mean, if you are a fan of the film genre, you are most likely going to love 
uh, and Hold Close to Your Heart, a film that may not necessarily be good, but it, it, is, it fills that nostalgia yeah. void. And that's especially true for horror fans. Yes. Um, and everyone has their different taste, etc. Now, uh, one of my all-time favorite horror films happens to be a sequel from the mid-'80s called House 2. All right. Now, I'm sure a lot of the uh, listeners will be saying, I've never even heard of that, or why. Um, and I, I think it's just because I watched it at a certain time, mm-hmm. and I really like all the characters, and it kind of hit all the buttons for me. Yeah. It has a haunted house. It has whimsy. It's not all... Uh, blood and guts. There's a supernatural theme, which I think, for me anyway, uh, any horror film that I like has to have a supernatural element. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I like a lot of them, but my my favorite ones have a supernatural element. Uh, House Two is another good. One. So uh, another one that I hold very close to my heart is uh, Poltergeist Two. Two. Oh, okay. Two. You like those sequels? <laughs> I do, and they're I think they're both from either '85 or '86 or somewhere in that range. Um, and that's because, uh, again, the age I was when I was watching that yeah. for the first time. Uh, and Poltergeist 2 uh, incorporated a character named Reverend Kane, who was so spooky. Yeah. Played by a guy named Julian Beck, who was so spooky. Yeah. And he really did an amazing job in that movie. It was his last movie. He actually died while they were, actually, uh, passed away, um, like just after they finished filming. Yeah, I know. It's it's funny how you were saying that, because even too, like, you know, for me, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, is one of my favorites, too. And I feel like it's become very popular lately. It has. That is one, like, when I was a child, when I would hear the Silver Shamrock song, I was just like, no matter what time of year it was, it's like Halloween. Like, it's, it just, I felt it in my heart. So that's why, like, I hold that one so dear, because it's just so nostalgic. It's such it a is. good feeling. It's you know? nostalgic. I mean, it, you know, we can we can love all the best horror films that were made, the ones that are critically acclaimed, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and or or we can just like the ones that put us in the mood. They just make us feel warm and fuzzy, yes. and spooky. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like that that little girl was just saying, um, uh, she likes Sam the character. She's never seen the movie, and yeah. sometimes it's just the character that does that, it. That does That's it for you. That you know? feeling. Yeah. 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 Hello, folks. How, how are you? Welcome. Uh, there was another artist that I started collecting when I was um, younger named Harry Inman. And Harry's no longer with us, but he uh, developed some unbelievable characters. Uh, neither company really did a whole lot of movie characters, um, but they they had wild imaginations. Yeah. So if you like something and you're going to regret not getting it. And for me, it was always a hobby. Yeah. You know, it was like... I could get this and just enjoy it, or I could get this and use it in the haunted house. Yeah, yeah. And so I always did that. So, yeah. All right, let's get into the next question. Let's see. So what was the first piece that you obtained for the gallery? Or first scene? Because I know you have, like, scenes and pieces. Mm-hmm. The very first piece ever? I guess, yeah, ever. I could. I, I guess there's a couple of ways of answering that question. But the very first, uh, the earliest piece here in the museum is uh, Bela Lugosi, Dracula. All right. yes. yes. Um, I, I, I purchased him, I think, in either 90 or 91. Okay. Um, and so he, he goes back a ways. And then um, I've been, you know, uh, before that I purchased a lot of other pieces, but some of them either are gone or I sold or I still have them, but it's difficult to display something that's not from a movie monster yeah. in the movie monster museum. Yeah. So um, you won't find a whole lot of that here. Um, but uh, but there, I mean, there's, I've got thirty or so at home that are just not not from 
movies, but are really cool creations. Yeah, you know? I'm um, sure. I'm sure you started, have some really cool ones around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's you know, it's it's that's the fun part of collecting is like you you know for for me anyway, I can put them here or the or at home. At home, they don't get seen by anybody. Yeah. It's just really me. Yeah. Um, because they're in the basement, and really no one else but me goes down there. Yeah. So that's the story there. Oh, that's cool. Just bring Drac on in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so what's your um, favorite piece or scene and why? Good question. Usually my favorite piece is almost always the newest piece that I've added to the music. Okay. So my favorite piece this year is probably my Christopher Lee Dracula awesome. over there. Okay. Uh, he was added just a few months ago, and it was uh, a a bit of an effort. The artist in California, brilliant, very talented, Russ Lukic, um, who is, uh, uh, works in movies all the time and does a lot of uh, film and television. Um, he, uh, he created this thing because he also is a huge movie fan and loved Christopher Lee and still does, I'm sure. Yeah. And created this as a display for a, um, a convention called Monster Palooza, which he does every year, a couple yeah. hours a year. I was at Sun and Monster Palooza. You might have seen his work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Rock Rebel this year, so. Let me see. Well, Russ is always there. He's always got a booth. Yeah, And he usually okay. has creations at his booth. Um, you were at Monster Palooza this year? Mm-hmm. So he had the Kandarian Daggers. He was right near the Trick or Treat booth, too. Um... From uh, from Evil Dead, he also had. Uh, I'm to think. Uh, Definitely next to them. I usually work at them with Monster Matt. Hello, Monster Matt. <laughs> hey Matt. Um, so um, definitely next one. I'm going to look out for him and make it yes. like a mission. Yes. For sure. Say hello. Tell him James sent you and says hello. Okay, totally um, will. But this was something that he created, and because he really likes the idea of the museum and his his creations being on display. Um, he uh, he parted with this. I mean, you know, for money, of course. But it was something that he he saw, uh, you know, could have an audience. So yeah, that's that's here. I have other uh, pieces that Russ did, and I just love his work. Yeah. Um, but that is that is right now my favorite because not only did I have to, it, it, and it came home as a head and hands. Yeah. <laughs> on the plane. Yeah. So sometimes I did have to explain what I had in the bags, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and they're they're heavy things, you know, yeah. silicone and foam, etc. And uh, there's a lot of detail that's put into them. So when I finally got them home, I had to create a body and etc. Yeah. So I had to find a mannequin that was tall enough at six foot five, which oh, yeah. evidently on the open market there's only one. So I bought that one, and yeah. I doctored it, and uh, then I had to find a suit. Uh, now, I couldn't go with sometimes, uh, every now and then, I am able to source the clothing, or I'm able to have it made, or I find something that's just the right thing. Yeah. And this one, I had to have a suit custom made, because he's very tall, yeah. and it's, it's from the 60s, mm-hmm. so I couldn't just have a regular suit. So that's the uh, the planning that went into that one. So it took several months to put them all together, but once he did, he looked. I bet that's really so fabulous. exciting. I know I can't wait to go see him, but I'm yeah. sure that's so awesome when that comes to life for you when it's all pieced together. Everything's just right. You're just like it's your baby. Yes. It's yes. another one. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Sometimes it takes a while, and sometimes it doesn't take very long at all. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm happy. Some of the ones I've I've purchased uh, either from the museum or, or rather for the museum. Um, are they come as is, and I just literally have to put them in the right light. Yeah, and uh, that makes me happiest because there's very little work to do with it. You know? Yeah, exactly. I just have to put it in the right place. Um, but yeah, there's always something 
something to do. I feel like it makes it more special when you kind of have to piece it together a little bit more because yes. you yeah. put more of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into it, That's and then exactly it's up, it. and you're just so proud, and, you know. Sometimes literally blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's I'm, I've, I've cut myself a couple of times, and... Uh, and there's always a little bit of sweating to arranging a costume on a mannequin that doesn't want to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially one as tall as him, too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, so I noticed on your website you have special celebrity appearances and signings that you do here. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Of course. Well, in 2009, I was contacted by um, a guy who represented uh, Tony Moran, mm -hmm. who is one of the original actors who played Michael Myers yeah. in Halloween, the first one, 78. And uh, he said, would you want to host him for a weekend? And I said, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so we've been doing that ever since. We've also, we've hosted Tony many times, including this year. We've also hosted uh, Kane Hodder, Dee Wallace. Oh, amazing. Bill Johnson uh, from TCM2. Uh-huh. Um, oh, let's that see. One. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a host of other people, uh, 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 Butch Patrick from uh, The Monsters, of course. Oh, I love that. Oh, and the list goes on for a little while longer, but I can't remember anyone else right now. That's so exciting, though, because it just, you know, gives more to the experience, too. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah, and we're, we're kind of uh, working with uh, Salem Horror Fest uh, now, so that they're they're kind of taking over the celebrity end of it because as fun as it is to host a celebrity, we do have to move everything from the gift shop outside. Yeah, and um, that is not as much fun as it sounds. No, so, yeah. So uh, if they can host the celebrities while people are in town anyway, they'll come and see us. Yeah. All right. Um, is there a certain celebrity that you would just die to have make an appearance here? Well, since you ask. <laughs> Cassandra Peterson. Ah, I love her. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I actually already spotted her in the corner of my eye. Yes, now that's her, like mom for her me. Her doppelganger is here, but uh, has she been here? No. Has she been in Salem? Yes. yes. Once yeah. last year. Could we get her here? No. Why? I really don't know. I think her handlers have a really tight hold on her. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if she would just find this fun or interesting at all, but. Um, but we've been trying to get her here, and for some reason it's just been a big challenge. Um, and I'm not sure if it's going to happen this year either, because I sat down with Kevin and I said, listen, I, you know, get her here, yeah. even just for a few minutes. Yeah. I want a photo, some photo. It doesn't have to be her in costume, just, just her as... Just as Cassandra. Yeah, yeah. Cassandra. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, I think there's uh, some, I heard that there was some sort of thing, like if she's here, then... She considers it an endorsement, and that's a whole other, a whole uh, other thing. kettle of fish. So, I'd love her to be here. Um, I can't think of anyone else right now. I Vincent Price, but that's a little too late. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, folks. How are you? Welcome. I would love that for you to have her here. Yes. I, I got to see her show at um, Not Scary Farm, her last one. Amazing. I cried. I had like a brochure Aww. in my hand. I was fanning myself, <laughs> tearing up. And then I got to meet her at my first ever Scare LA when I moved to California. Nice. And I, it was one of her last times also doing the full Elvira getup. She does it occasionally, but yeah. not as much now. I froze up. I got up to her and I was like, uh, uh, and I'm not starstruck. Like, right. I work on film and do makeup, but her, it's so different. I don't yes. I just look Who up to her so much. I admire someone so much. Yeah. I did the same. I, I talked to a lot of celebrities, whether they be at cons or here or whatever. Yeah. And, um, 
I've talked to a lot of a lot of folks who are you know the, the mainstream and bigger folks. I got to Tim Curry and I was completely flummoxed. I pro I would too actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was so it was very it was it was like I had to think of something to say to him. But he also the other thing with him is that he he had a major stroke some years ago. So. Yeah. Um, it's not like he's very conversable. He will, yeah. he will say things if 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 it strikes him, but he's. Uh, it's not like you're gonna have a regular conversation. Yeah. Him, you know. Um, oh, we love it. Have you gone through? Next year. Well, it'll be even better next year. Yeah. Better every year. Yeah. We go every other year. Every other year. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. We'll see you next year. Okay. Thank you. I know, um, Cassandra, Elvira, she's so easy to converse with, like, yes. you know, and even for me, I froze up and I was so thankful that she was, yeah, and just yeah. like, being able to strike up conversation, and, you know, my co-host Erica was with me when we met her, and thank God she has, she's comedic, and was able to make her laugh and get it going, That's awesome. but, uh, I know, she's just amazing, I love her so much. She's very sweet, and I, I think I met her once, I've seen her multiple times, but yeah. I've met her once, and, uh, it was at a convention, a haunted house convention, um, out in Las Vegas, and mm -hmm. I didn't realize that she was going to be there that day, but I saw a long line, I, saw, I went to the head of the line, and there she was, I'm like, oh, <gasps> Your eyes I, <laughs> I raced to the end of the line, and I actually moved along pretty quickly, and sat on the couch with her and took a photo, and she signed something for me, she's very sweet, yeah. and you know, I mean, that's the way that they should be, though, I mean, like, yeah. when, you, when you approach someone, they have to be warm, and if they're not warm, what are they doing? Yeah, you exactly. So. Especially because they're signing up to do that meet and greet, so they're no one, they're knowing yeah. they're doing the meet and greet. So you're meeting people. So be ready to be warm and welcoming. You mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. So just to basically wrap this up, so tell everyone listening how they can creep on your gallery and connect through social media. So uh, you can certainly come to our Facebook page, uh, which is uh, Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery. Uh, Facebook. I'm sure. I'm not sure exactly how that goes, but it is the full. C-O-U-N-T, and it's O-R-L-O-K apostrophe S. There is no C no in C. Orlock. <laughs> and uh, they can go to our webpage, which is nightmaregallery.com. Uh, they can go to our Instagram, which is Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery, yet again. Um, or you can just stalk us in person. Come to 217 Essex Street uh, in Salem, and we'll be happy to see you. Oh, well, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Oh, my pleasure. And everyone, please come check out this gallery if you are around in New England. <laughs> I flew from California, and I'm happy to be here. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you.